All right, welcome everybody. This is the Joe Danier podcast broadcasting from beautiful Youngstown studio uh, in the most uninteresting backdrop of any video podcast anywhere in the planet or on the planet. And I, I'm looking to improve that, but I mean, baby steps here. We just added the video component, so we'll get there, I assure you. All right, so today's topic, um, and th this is sort of a, more of a, a, an overall theme that we're going to hit probably sometime in the next month or so. But this is about the individuals that we we run across. Like a lot of our game that we play is me versus me, where we're trying to put ourselves in check. We're trying to get ourselves organized. We're trying to control our thoughts and control our actions and get us to do the things that we uh, want to do. So first step is knowing what we want to do. Second step is controlling what we want to do. And third step would be auditing what we already did. And so that's all me versus me. But the outside world plays a factor in this because a lot, you know, we can't go throughout a day without having some kind of connections with the people that are different from us, that have different motivations from us, and that sometimes get in our way. And, you know, it's it's helpful when, when we talk about Kumbaya and working with other people, we're talking about it from the sense of when we cooperate with other people, then somehow that it enables us more than if we were alone, right? In theory, that's absolutely true. I've been able to get more done with the help of other people than if I would have done it alone. But other people equals complication. So knowing about other people and how you interact with other people is just as important as setting your daily goals with how you want to control yourself. The problem is that on the outside world, you don't get to control other people. Now you can choreograph, but you can't control. And I guess the best analogy would be, or, or best uh, example would be, I, uh, and I don't even know who this is, so you can Google this if you want to know where it or originated. But the, uh, the logic is that you don't dam a river, you don't stop a river, but you can shift a river in different directions. And so I, I, keep, I keep that mental image in, in my head. Whenever I try to stop something from happening, I'm thinking, well, if you had a river... It was super powerful and it has movement. Is it better to stop the river or just dig trenches to control its direction? And that's that's really what the choreography when it comes to other people. I treat people like a river. So let's talk about the bad in people. And, you know, you with social media and how connected everyone is, it seems like there are more trolls, more negative people, more saboteurs, more people that are going to get in your way than are going to help and encourage and, and be there for you, right? Because the voices that get drowned out are the people that are positive and optimistic because generally those people are more passive anyway. So when it comes to a territory, like if you have a, you know, a, a, a bare knuckle boxing ring, who are you not going to find there? Well, the passive people. Why? Because it's dominated by people who are more violent, more aggressive, and more, uh, you know, negative, extroverted, whatever. And so those our, our social scenes will always be dominated by the people that um, are not probably are probably not going to aid in us getting something done. Right? Smaller groups, more done. Bigger groups, more mob, right? More mob mentality. That's just the way that it's always been. And so once you commit some of these principles to just stuff that you know, then you don't feel, you know, outraged when you come across something that you knew was almost a certainty. And so, you know, I, I, I was writing an article about writing and I had an observation that I'm really good at writing to a single person. I'm good at writing to people, like individuals, one person, 
either to them or for them, right? Because I can picture them. It's almost like a, I can be courteous with them. I know I'm, you know, I choose my words carefully. I'm, I'm less likely to be mad or mean because I'm picturing a human being. And when I create a human being, I interact with human beings, uh, you know, way better than when I deal with groups. When I write for a group, I'm stupid. Like I really can't uh, go for more than a couple of paragraphs because I have a customer service mind. And I like to make people happy. I like make, to make people entertained. I try to make people better off after they have met me than before they met me, right? That's just one of my principles. That's where I get all of my fulfillment from. Well, if you're going to, you know, write to an audience, especially one that's, you know, aggressive and confrontational and likes to pick fights and likes to troll you, when you start getting into your best stuff, like I connect with people, I'm looking through the souls of people. I'm connecting on an emotional level and I'm trying to better my audience. Well, what happens when part of your audience are trolls? Like if you were sitting doing a, you know, super deep revealing yourself, uh, being a little vulnerable in front of an audience and you get mocked by the trolls for being vulnerable. What does that make you want to do? Well, if your if your strategy is to emotionalize those deep philosophical, you know, maybe pretty vulnerable emotions, then you get mocked and they go inside. And what so what what's left after your the, you know the real good strategy is there? You got more of the more mechanical strategy, the less personable strategy. So you you see these push and pull balances where I want to invite people into my world, but I want to keep people out of my world, right? So what do you do? And that's why creating a rule set and budgeting and adding some logic to how you interface with the world. Cause I, what, what's the use if you're like, Hey, I got this super good idea for a business and you go on social media and say, Hey guys, I got this super good idea for a business and it's, it's not going to work and you're stupid and capitalists are stupid. And you just got all of these negativity and you're like, huh, huh? I heard lots of people say that my idea was stupid and really no one else said, hey, good job, you can do this, right? Or if they said it, you didn't hear it because you were so hurt by those people who decided to take the moment to try to discourage you. Like, why do they even exist? Why is that discouragement even in the marketplace? Well, it's there. I mean, it's just a reality. So you can get mad that it's there or you cannot, uh, you, you cannot dance with it. You can decide that you're going to not go on the dance floor when it when it's there and create your own dance floors. That's the deal. You don't like if you don't like something, stop bitching about it and go create something. You know, and really, <laughs> this is one of my philosophies when I was a kid. I basically uh, I did not want to reinvent the wheel, right? If somebody was doing something and they were doing it really well, I would ask to be part of it, and I would wander in and say, "Hey, you know what? I see this uh, great." company that you've got going here. And I really love what you're doing with this company is, can we figure out a way to get me involved in it? Right. I'd like to be, you know, help you and and push on your, your venture a little bit and see if I can be of assistance. And if that person was like, you know what? Yeah, that's a really good idea. I want to see if I can integrate you in there. They will have a, you know, a, a rocket booster in me pushing behind their idea. If they say, Hey, Joe Danier, go pound salt. We don't want you near this. Right. Then I'm just going to go start my own. So it's, it's really too faceted in the future. Like I didn't really choose to compete against you. Um, you told me no. So I just went and did my own thing. And everybody that does business with me knows that if they tell me no, that I'm just going to do it, go do it anyway. I'm not one to pull something off of my whiteboard just because I'm told no. I'm too persistent, too stubborn for that. But on the other side, um, how many cooperations 
did I get involved in where I didn't have to expense the energy on recreating something that some that, that, that already existed, right? That is just efficient. And so, uh, you know, we dance with the real world. We know that there's some players out there that are their sole obligation is to tell you that you can't do something. I don't even really hear those people anymore. Um, I still, every once in a while, will get pissed off that they exist. And, you know, it'll, it'll remind me to come do an episode like this. So for the, all of you in this audience who also come across people that get in your way and get you just discouraged and, you know, and, and make you start thinking about um, the, the merits of, of your idea, like you're going to take some of these people serious. You can't help it. But here's the thing, like there's a version of you in the future that when they hear criticisms for other people, will put that through your filter Right, not accept it as a truth, but use it as a motivator to crush the shit out of those people that tried to get in your way. All right, till next time on the Joe Danier podcast. <laughs>